Morning, you all okay? Good. Um, I have got a question I want to ask everybody today. Oh, that's just building the suspense because it's a good question. Am I all right, Elliot? Yeah, let's go with it. Who in the room are night owls? Who stay up at night? Who can go past like 12 o'clock? Raise your hands high. You're probably feeling it. It's 10 o'clock. Are you still tired? And who in the room are our early risers? Who get up early in the morning? Ooh, because you're all at the 9.31. At the next one, we'll see how it goes. Um, As you know, once you have children, you become both of those things. So you're then a late night person and an early morning person. It just happens. But I wanted to share a story with you in the Bible of something incredible that happened at midnight. Paul and Silas are two people who are sharing about Jesus. They have had incredible revelations of who he is and they go and share about Jesus and do incredible things. So just before this passage, Paul drives out an evil spirit from a woman and totally heals her. Incredible moment. But then it's that very moment that ends up with these two guys in a prison cell. They both get flogged, beaten and thrown into prison. Can you imagine what that was like? So they're in this prison cell. Their bodies must have been aching and stinging from all of the horrific beating they would have had. And both of their feet fastened tightly into stocks and sat in the most uncomfortable position. Midnight comes, and this is what happens next. So in Acts 16, 25, if you want to read along with me. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, And everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. How incredible is that? So we're talking about discipline to delight. And this morning we're going to talk about prayer through praise. And I've just got three things. And I'm not going to speak for too long because I want us to praise for longer at the end. And um, I want to just talk quickly about three things to take from that passage about prayer through praise. So prayer through praise is powerful. 
That event, and I don't like calling it a story sometimes because it makes it sound make-believe, but that event tells me that our prayers and our praise are extremely powerful. They matter to God. He's listening and he's able to do the impossible. In the Bible, it says that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. So when we speak the name of Jesus, when we praise his name, there is power in that. You know, I live in a house with three boys. I have a husband, Ross, have a little boy called Hudson, and I have a cat who is also a boy. So I live in a house with three boys. None of them listen to me at all. Okay? None of them. Okay? I will say something. I'll give an instruction. They'll do active, like not listening, and they just, it's, it's chaos sometimes. Even the cat does not listen to me. I am so thankful that I have a God who is always listening. Paul and Silas knew that their God was listening. And as they prayed and as they praised his name, God moved. He shakes the very foundations of the prison right down to the deepest parts. Doors flew completely open. Everyone's chains came loose. Not just theirs, everyone's. So that tells me that our prayers and our praises are powerful. They are powerful. And they're powerful because our praise is our greatest weapon. We know that our battles can often seem like they are with people or certain situations or we might look around us and feel like that is where the battle is. But the Bible tells us that our battle is actually in the spiritual realm. So there is a constant fight for our hearts, there's a constant fight for our time, there's a constant fight for our thoughts, and if we don't find that discipline to delight, then our prayer and our praise will will lose the battle, we'll become distracted, we'll speak like we're defeated, we'll try and do things in our own strength. Paul and Silas could have done that. They could have just sat there and spoke defeat because of their situation. But they knew, they knew that the battle wasn't physical, but it was spiritual. And then they used their greatest weapon of prayer and praise to God. It is powerful. So if we can read that it's powerful, and we know that it's powerful, and we've experienced it in our own lives, why isn't it always our first thought? it's true though isn't it what is your first thought you know maybe you've just got a new job is your first thought to praise maybe you're speaking unhealthy thoughts over your mind and your heart is your first thought to praise maybe you're concerned for your children family members is your first thought to praise maybe you're out on a walk and you've got a spare few minutes is your first thought to praise What is your first thought? You know, for Paul and Silas, there was no doubt in their mind what they were going to do. It was at their fingertips. It was already on the tip of their tongue. It was written in their hearts and it was a song that was ready to be sung. They They knew that it was their greatest weapon. You know, in my own life, I've been on a journey of prayer and praise. In past situations, it wouldn't always be my first thought. Quite often, it would be because of distraction. 
You know, I was reading something recently and it was, the author was talking about how the enemy has this subtlety about him that he will just cause you to just shift ever so slightly onto that path of distraction. Just ever so slightly so that we try and do things maybe not in our own strength anymore. Maybe that God is now not our first thought and to be distracted. And so I made myself have that discipline that in every situation, my first thought would be to pray and to praise. And the more and more that I have done that, I have definitely seen in my own life that delight come through. That actually I find it an absolute delight to be in God's presence in all situations. However I might be feeling, whatever I might be doing. And I've seen God move in power in my life. It doesn't mean I always get it right. But it's got to be at our fingertips. It's got to, his praises have got to be on the tip of our tongues, ready to be sung in all situations. It's powerful and it's our greatest weapon. So prayer through praise is powerful and prayer through praise brings breakthrough for others. You know, after the first couple of verses, we could totally stop there, couldn't we? They're set free. Woohoo, amazing. We could all go home and shut the book. But it continues. There is more that God wants to do. You know, there's quite a big age gap between me and my older brothers. Some people that meet me might not even know that I've got older brothers, but there's quite a big age gap. So there's me, and then there's 10 years between me and my older brother, Simon. And then there's 13 years. Am I right in that, mum? Yes. Between me and my eldest brother, Daniel. So I was a surprise. Woohoo! So happy about it. Um, so there is a huge age gap between, but honestly, growing up, I would absolutely idolize my brothers. I would want to be where they were. I'd want to be into whatever they were into, so much so that I'd, I followed WWE for like most of my young life, just to be where they were and be into what they were into. So much so that sometimes my brothers would have sleepovers. And I would actually climb into my brother's sleeping bag in the morning just so I could wake up next to him. I've got a little video. But Paul and Silas's prayers of praise were so loud and so powerful that they were infectious to those around them. Every prisoner in that place was listening to them. And then when this violent earthquake sweeps through the jail, every single one of them is set free. You see, our praise brings about breakthrough, not just for ourselves, but for others too. So much so that after this earthquake, the jailer runs in, he's set in charge of all of these prisoners, and he simply says, what must I do to be saved? So just like me and my brothers, he wanted to be where they were. He wanted to be in that place, and he wanted whatever they had. That question has got to be our heart's cry for this church and for the people of our community. 
our praise should be heard so far outside of these walls that they actually bring people here asking that same question, what must I do to be saved? How incredible would that be? That people would ask, I want to know what you guys know. I want to see whatever you guys see. I want to know this God that you're singing about. Because people are searching for it. Our praise brings breakthrough for others. As that day, Paul and Silas were set free, but a man and his whole household gave their lives to Jesus. His family tree was changed forever. What would you have done if you were Paul and Silas after the earthquake? Would you have ran out of the doors as fast as you could? I know I definitely would have. It's strange, isn't it, that they stayed and waited. But they knew that in the natural they were free, but in the supernatural, God was wanting to do immeasurably more. There were still people that needed a breakthrough. That is what our praise is all about. It's the supernatural at work and believing that God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine when we join with him in praise. Do you have that same heart of Paul and Silas? Do you look around at the natural? Or do you look to God's supernatural presence and power? So prayer through praise is powerful. Prayer through praise brings breakthrough for others. And prayer through praise is declaration. What were Paul and Silas praying? What were they singing? I wish we knew. I hate it when the Bible does that. No idea. We'll all get to ask them one day. It doesn't give any details of what they were singing to God. But what we do know is that they were praising. They weren't moaning about the situation. They weren't sleeping and trying to get rest for the next day. They weren't getting at one another and saying, oh, I can't believe that's happened. Why did you do that? Why did you do that today? They weren't doing that. One commentary I read said, instead of cursing men, they blessed God. It would have been so easy to be angry at the people who put them there, but they chose to give God some praise instead. And more than that, we know that they were singing hymns to God, most likely ones that they'd memorized from the Psalms of David. And if we look back through the Bible, there are some incredible, amazing prayers of praise. In Exodus 15, Moses and the Israelites praise to God and say, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. In Nehemiah, there's another song of praise from the Israelites that says this. Blessed be your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens and all their starry host. The earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything and the multitudes of heaven worship you. 
There are a number of psalms of praise, one being Psalm 100. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And there's prayers of praise like Hannah's prayer in 1 Samuel 2. And she says, there is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Prayer through praise is declarational. Every single one of those passages, and there are so many more, we could keep going on forever. They talk about who God is. Who God is. They are declarations of praise to God. He is my strength and my defense. Know that the Lord is God. There is no one holy like the Lord. You see, when we say that something is, we bring it into being, don't we? It's prophetic. We bring it into the present when we say that something is something. You know, this week I spent some time in prayer and I challenged myself That before asking of God, before saying how I might be feeling, to actually just declare who he is. And it was so powerful. I found that my perspective totally changed. Things that were making me feel a bit heavy were totally lifted. And I I felt that when I blessed God and let his name be glorified... It was just incredible. It was so powerful. See, when we declare who God is, we are joining with all of creation, all of heaven, in a huge song to praise to the God who was and is and who forever will be. And I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that. Paul and Silas did that. We know that they had an incredible conviction of who Jesus is They'd experienced it themselves. And it wasn't about them in that moment, but it was about lifting the name of Jesus high. Their prayer through praise was a powerful declaration. Now, I read a book a couple of years ago on worship. And there was a passage in it that was really powerful and it really challenged me. And it it links to what Aaron brought this morning as well. And it talks about how in the ancient church there was a phrase that said lex orandi lex credendi which translated means the rule of prayer is the rule of faith so another way of capturing that is saying show me how you worship and I'll show you what you believe show me how you worship and I'll show you what you believe so how we worship shapes what we believe How we worship as a church shapes what we believe. It's what people will see, what people will talk about. And I found that really challenging, that if someone was to look at my prayer life, my praise, what would they say that I believe? It's something for us all to think about. If we look at Paul and Silas' example of an incredible moment at midnight, we know from their praise what they believe. They believe in a God who can do the impossible. They believe that despite circumstances, God is still able. They believe that Jesus can change whole family trees. Through their praise, we can see what they believe. 
What about our prayer and our praise? Do they reflect the same? Do people know what we believe? Band, you can start playing. And shall we stand together? We're going to spend a time of worship together now. Prayer through praise is powerful. It's powerful. There is power when we praise together. Prayer through praise brings breakthrough for others. It may be that we need reminding of that this morning. That as we praise in this, pra- in this place, breakthrough can happen for others. Maybe there's someone that you want to stand in the gap for this morning and praise on behalf of their breakthrough. And prayer through praise is declaration. Just like Paul and Silas, we know that there is real power when we speak the name of Jesus and declare who he is. As we worship now, let us have that same attitude, that midnight attitude of expectation. That as we bless God right now in this place, that he'll move in power, that there'll be breakthrough, and that the room will be filled of declarations of who he is. You know, even right now, let us start lifting our voices of declarations of who God is. God is good, God is faithful. God is a healer. God is worthy of all of our praise. God is the beginning and the end. God is the Alpha and Omega. God is incredible. And this isn't a performance. Let us not praise just because we've been asked to. But oh God, I pray that we would give you an honest praise this morning to you. And that as we praise your holy, holy name, that there would be breakthrough in this place. There would be breakthrough in this place. And outside of these walls, let our prayers of praise be an incredible example of what we believe. That other people would see and ask what must I do to be saved we pray that that would be the cry of our heart what must I do to be saved oh father God we want to lift your name high this morning we praise your holy name in Jesus name amen